Welcome to Watch Therefore. Our Savior Jesus told us to watch for His coming, and the signs that He spoke of are all around us, shouting, Watch Therefore, and be ready. So join me, Dove Schwartz, as we learn to watch and prepare for the coming of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Welcome to Watch Therefore. We're watching for this King, this Messiah, Jesus. Are you watching for Him today? I have a special Yom Kippur Watch Therefore program for all of our listeners today. Dove Schwartz here in northern Israel. It is Yom Kippur in Israel all across the land. Uh, people are fasting and praying. Uh, Jewish people who, uh, according to the Torah, are fasting today. The thing is, uh, there's some information to share with you, and there's a new covenant reality, according to Yom Kippur. Let's pray together. Oh, Father in heaven, in Messiah Jesus' name, thank you that you are the final Kippur. You are the final sacrifice. Oh, thank you, Father, in Messiah Jesus' name. Amen. Well, just a brief overview from the Hebrew Scriptures with regard to Yom Kippur. It is the day of atonement. It's the day that once a year, the high priest, after a ceremony that had taken place where there's two goats, one goat, uh, the sin of Israel is transferred transferred to it and it's sent out into the wilderness. Uh, that's where the term scapegoat comes from. Actually, you know that word scapegoat. Um, and then the other goat uh, is sacrificed. Its blood and the blood of a bull sac- uh, cleanse the tabernacle, then the temple later on. And then the uh, blood is taken into the Holy of Holies and sprinkled by the high priest behind the curtain in the Holy of Holies. The high priest sprinkles the blood on the mercy seat that Israel's blood would be atoned for for one year. But we know this is a picture, a type, a shadow. The Kippur is the sacrifice that is used for the atonement. There is a final Kippur. His name is Messiah Jesus. He's the Lamb of God. He doesn't take away sins or cover them for a year. He takes them away permanently by faith in him, Messiah Jesus. And we see the author of Hebrews speaking of Yom Kippur uh, and a few other things. He starts off with uh, the the understanding of this new covenant and um, in general blood sacrifice of the animals and its purpose but then he goes into Yom Kippur. So the first part of our program, we're going to talk about these general terms, but then go specifically in Hebrews into Yom Kippur in the second half of the program. Hebrews 9, 16, and, and forward. For where there is a testament, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. Remember, this is, we, we are, are, in the New Covenant, the New Testament of the Bible and the New Testament times uh, where we look at the whole Bible, Genesis through Revelation, through the lens of the New Testament. For where there is a testament, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. For a testament is in force, like a will, after men are dead, since it has no power at all while the testator lives. Therefore, not even the first covenant was dedicated without blood. For when Moses had sprinkled Excuse me, for when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and goats with water, scarlet wool and hyssop, and sprinkled both the book itself and all the people, saying, This 
is the blood of the covenant which God has commanded you. Then likewise he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry. Now this took place in Exodus chapter 24 when the Lord was uh, sealing the old covenant, the Mosaic covenant, with blood, the blood of the animals mentioned here. Okay? And, and, and so what the author of Hebrews is doing is speaking of now this new covenant and comparing it to the old covenant, to the Mosaic covenant. And so in Hebrews 9.22, he says, And according to the law, the Torah, almost all things are purified with blood, and without shedding of blood, there is no remission. Uh, the Bible is clear that these are Old Testament types, pictures, and shadows of the new covenant that would come. And so the blood of animals, these animals had never sinned, right? But the, the sin of, of Israel and, and those in the nations who would come into the faith in the covenant of Israel, uh, they would transfer that sin to this innocent animal. And we know in the Passover, in the Passover, uh, the, the blood of the lamb covered the house and its inhabitants so that death and judgment would pass over that house that had the blood of the lamb. The lamb hadn't done anything wrong, and it had to be a very special lamb. It had to be a lamb without spot or blemish. So Messiah Jesus is a fulfillment of these things. John the Baptist said, behold of Jesus, behold the lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. And in verse 23 of Hebrews 9, therefore it was necessary that the copies of the things in the heavens should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. So what he's saying is the tabernacle on earth and then later the temple in Jerusalem uh, that was built by Solomon and then uh, later on uh, expanded or uh, it was rebuilt. A small temp tabernacle or temple was rebuilt uh, when the Jewish people came back from Babylonian dispersion. And then later on, uh, a, a large and expanded temple complex was built in Jerusalem. And so uh, what he's talking about is during those ceremonies, they would take the blood of the animals and cleanse the instruments and the, uh, the accessories of worship in the temple. Uh, there was the, uh, the lampstand, the menorah. Uh, there was the table of showbread. There were many, uh, the, uh, the labor for washing. Uh, so these different articles in the tabernacle, there were places in the temple where they were told to place the blood to cleanse these things. And then, of course, in the Holy of Holies. He says, therefore, it was necessary that the copies of the things in the heavens should be purified with these, but the heavenly th things themselves with better sacrifices than these. And, 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 and he goes on to explain in verse 24, for Christ has not entered the holy places made with hands, which are copies of the true, but into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God for us. Isn't that something? Not that he should offer himself often as the high priest enters the most holy place every year with the blood of another. You see, that goes into Yom Kippur. That goes into Yom Kippur, which we're going to talk about in just a few minutes. And, and, and so the reality is 
when you remember hearing Lord willing in church or in, in Bible study or reading through your Bible of Moses up on the mountain for 40 days, Mount Sinai, receiving the law from the Lord. And when he received that, he also received the uh, pattern to build a tabernacle, a place of worship where the Lord would meet with his people and where sins would be dealt with and, 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 and such things. So this was the place of meeting and and then later on, as I mentioned a moment ago, then that tabernacle was was morphed into a temple, a temple in Jerusalem. Those plans were given to Moses, but it was a pattern. And so there was a real, an authentic, an eternal that it was patterned after. What is it? The temple in heaven. The temple in heaven. And you can read about this temple in heaven through the book of Revelation. It's very very clearly explained. Um, this temple in heaven where the throne of God is, where Abba Father and Messiah Jesus are, and, and the Holy Spirit uh, is manifesting through the menorah in heaven, the lampstand in heaven it's called, and, and, and um, the seven bowls on fire from the oil going into that lampstand, which is a representation of the seven expressions of the Holy Spirit. And, and so that is spoken of clearly in Revelation along with other parts of the Bible. And so what the author of Hebrews is talking about is that tabernacle on earth and that temple on earth are just a type, a picture, a shadow of the, the real temple in heaven where the Lord is and where Abba Father is. Yes? And where Messiah Jesus is sitting on Abba's throne today, right? And, and so we see here that Messiah Jesus came in and offered sins, offered sacrifice for the sins, excuse me. He offered his own blood as a sacrifice uh, for the sins of the world that were heaped upon him on the cross. Yes, he who knew no sin became sin on our behalf. Yes, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And so um, we're going to a break right now. When we come back, we're going to talk about Yom Kippur here in the book of Hebrews. Uh, first, I need to tell you about this wonderful ministry, Poured Out for the Nations. Poured Out for the Nations is our To the Nations Gospel Discipleship Orphan um, uh, aspect arm of our ministry, Watch Therefore. You can go to pouredoutforthenations.com or you can go to watchtherefore.tv. And at watchtherefore.tv, you can sign up for our newsletter, a monthly newsletter for Poured Out for the Nations. Uh, we just sent over a bunch of money yesterday uh, to Uganda to help build two buildings because they are bursting out in these. We have 360 orphans and they need more space for them. So we're helping them build a couple buildings for them right now. We also have a need for mosquito nets, and we also have a need uh, for them to have an extra meal. They're only getting one, maybe two meals a day, and they're not very uh, big or nutritious. We want to augment that. So we have a vision to help the orphans. That's all through Poured Out for the Nations. This radio program is brought to you by Poured Out for the Nations. So go to watchtherefore.tv. And as you financially participate, you also help support Watch Therefore Media. Now, having said that, I'm going to once again read Hebrews 9.24, which goes into then Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, which we are observing here in Israel today. Along with, We're interceding for the Jewish people across the nation uh, who are fasting and praying today 
And they are, according to modern-day Judaism, which is not biblical Judaism, by the way, they are trying to atone for their own sins because there isn't a temple anymore. I was talking to a dear Jewish man yesterday. I said, how is it you're atoning for your own sins? How, why is it you're not doing what the Bible says? And we started talking about it. He said, but there's no temple anymore. I can't do what the Bible says. I said, you got it. Bingo. And why is, it, why is that? And I was able to share the new covenant with him that the Lord promised to make a new covenant with the house of Israel. And it's the blood of the Lamb, Messiah Yeshua, that makes propitiation permanent, eternal uh, forgiveness for our sins and a cleansing for our sins. So anyhow, uh, Hebrews 9.24 explains to the Jewish believers, it's called the book of Hebrews, right? It's written to the Jewish believers in Messiah Jesus in the first century, but then by extension to all believers um, in Messiah Jesus in the world. For Christ has not entered the holy places made with hands, which are copies of the true, but into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of Abba, God for us. Not that he should offer himself often as the high priest enters the most holy place every year with blood of another. He then would have to suffer often since the foundation of the world. But now, once at the end of the ages, he has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Oh, hallelujah. For the final Kippur, the final, the final sacrifice for our sins has been made. Hallelujah. Messiah Jesus is Lord. Messiah Jesus has put away my sin. Has he put away your sin? Has your sin been put away? Are you still trying to put away your own sin? Did you try to put away your own sin by getting baptized? Did you try to put away your own sin by getting confirmed? Uh, Jewish people try to put away their own sin on the Day of Atonement. Islam, Muslims try to put away their own sin by certain, um, what, we would, what some religions call sacraments, but what they would call ceremonies, right? By, by certain works that they would do. There are things, there are pillars on which Islam stands where they try, by which they try to, including other things, put away their sin. And if you'll ask a Muslim today, how are you getting to heaven? Do you know you're going to go to heaven? How can you know? They say, we can't know. We, we hope that our, and pray that our good outweighs our bad. And, and they say, Allah will tell us on that day. But the same thing with the Jewish man yesterday. The Jewish man I was talking to, I said, how do you know you're going to heaven? He said, well, you can't know. I said, you sound like a Muslim. Now, for a Jewish person to hear that, it's a bit challenging. Or for a Muslim to hear that you sound like a Jew would be a bit challenging. Yes. And he said, well, how is it that I sound like a Muslim? And I explained it to him. Yes. That you're still trying to put away your sins. You see, that's the world and the demonic religion that is in that, that covers the world today. I've, I've heard it in evangelical churches. I've heard about it from Jewish people, Muslim people and other others that they, by their own works, are trying to get to heaven. No, no, no. It's only that your sin is put away. And it's only the sacrifice of Messiah Jesus, the final Kippur, the final sacrifice for our sins, that we can be saved. Now, I'm going to read a couple passages that end this chapter. But first, I want you to understand something so that you can understand these passages better. What the Jewish people would do at Yom Kippur in Israel is they would wait for the high priest to come out from behind the curtain. Yes, and by him doing so, by him coming out from behind the curtain, there would be an understanding 
that the Lord had accepted the sacrifice that he gave, that he get, that he, he put on the, the blood sprinkled on the mercy seat, and that their sins would be put away for a year until the next Yom Kippur, right? And so they would wait for him eagerly. Um, there is a tradition that teaches that uh, according, and, and there, in, in the Torah, we see that there were bells around the uh, garment, the bottom of the garment of the high priest. But there's a tr- tradition that they would tie a rope to his ankle because if he died in there, the Lord didn't accept his sacrifice. They would want to be able to drag him out. Okay? So they would eagerly wait for the high priest to come out from behind the curtain separating the Holy of Holies from the rest of the tabernacle. And they would know then, well, my sin's been put away for a year, right? So listen to this. With it, it, the last passage I read, he then would have to suffer often since the foundation of the world. But now once at the end of the ages, he, Messiah Jesus, has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this the judgment, so Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. To those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says here, listen, it uh, doesn't matter what any uh, other religion tells you, right? Uh, there's no such thing as purgatory or there's no coming back as a butterfly or as the president or anything else. Listen, when person dies, they die, they leave this life and then comes the judgment, right? And then comes the judgment. And this ties in perfectly with Yom Kippur because if the sacrifice hasn't been accepted, then the judgment will go very wrong or very unfavorably. It will, be, it will go very right because it will be righteous judgment. It will, be, it will go very unfavorably for the individual because they will be cast into a lake of fire. But if, if the judgment is in their favor because of the righteous sacrifice being accepted, hallelujah, then they spend eternity forgiven for their sins with the Lord our God. And, and so the Jewish people, like they would wait for that, that high priest to come out. We eagerly wait for Messiah Jesus to return. But apart from sin, why? Because our sins have been forgiven. The sacrifice has been accepted, right? And so Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many to those who eagerly wait for him. He will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation What's this mean? We've already been saved. What we're waiting for is the redemption of our souls. We're waiting for our new glorified bodies. We're waiting. We're waiting. Uh, when, when I say the redemption for our souls, our souls have already been redeemed and paid for. But there is a final redemption when Messiah Jesus comes and he takes us out of this world. Yes, I have been redeemed by the blood of the lamb. I am being redeemed by the blood of the lamb. I will finally and eternally be redeemed when he comes out from behind that curtain for me. Hallelujah. 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 Yes. And so this is who we are to be. We are to be those like Hebrews 9, 28 says, who have been forgiven, who have been saved, and who are eagerly waiting for our great high priest to come through the clouds for us. Jesus Christ. Glory, glory, Glory to the, to the Lamb. I, I pray somebody is out there saying hallelujah. I pray somebody is out there clapping their hands, driving their car with their knee for just a moment. I pray, but don't do that for very long and don't get yourself hurt. I pray that, I pray that there's somebody who's excited to be saved by Jesus the Lord right now. Yeshua Adonai. 
uh, Yahweh will save this Lord Jesus. Yes, so, um, so what I would encourage everyone to do is right now, if you're not born again, if you haven't received Jesus as Lord, if you're trusting for your baptism or your confirmation or your bar mitzvah to have saved you, it's not going to. It's not going to. What you need is you need to, to receive the sacrifice for sins that was made for you, the final kippur. It would be appropriate on Yom Kippur for you to receive the final sacrifice for our sins. Jew, Gentile, man, woman, child, pray, receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. Oh, Jesus, I'm a sinner. I need you to save me. Oh, Father in heaven, thank you for sending Jesus to save me from my sins. Now, Jesus, Lord, I believe you, you died on the cross for my sins and you paid for them and you put them away. Now, as I receive your sacrifice, your gift for me, uh, and, and please save me, Lord Jesus. Forgive me, Lord Jesus. Oh, is there someone out there praying right now to be saved? I pray so. Oh, Father in heaven, thank you in Messiah Jesus' name for this special day that reminds us that every day in Jesus is special. Every day in Messiah Jesus is special. Every day is Yom Kippur. Every day you're the final sacrifice for our sins, Lord. And every day we should be watching for you to come for us in the clouds. Hallelujah to the Lord our God. The Almighty reigns. Bless every listener today, O Father in heaven. I ask this, please, in Messiah Jesus' name. Wow. Well, I pray the program has been a special blessing to you today. I pray that's the case. And I I, uh, I, uh, want to remind you, that I know things are looking very challenging, especially if you're in America listening to this program today. And I know that people are on a roller coaster of emotions. And, and to some degree, it would be kind of foolish not to be with the things that are facing um, uh, our, uh, Americans today. But I want to tell you, whoever's listening in America or anywhere in the world, this is a challenging generation wherever you are in the world. We have the Savior, and He's in control. And he's coming for us any moment. So here's what we can do. We can do what he told us to. In, in John chapter 14, he said, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. Put your faith in him in a way that you say, Well, whatever comes, I can trust him. And whatever happens to me in my house, I'm going to serve him. I'm going to live for him. And I'm going to be ready. And, and, and if you'll do that, He'll give you a great peace for the times are ahead. Now, we are in a transitional time with this ministry, this media ministry. Um, we have been on KKHT radio now for quite some time, and we're transferring over to a television program. Watch Therefore Radio is becoming Watch Therefore Television. Hallelujah. But also, we're going to be um, on our website. We're going to have three days a week of radio programming, podcasting, so remember this, watchtherefore.tv, watchtherefore.tv. Remember that, and don't forget that we are there, and we want to continue this relationship we have with so many who are listening, and we get emails, we get prayer, uh, people are financially partnering with us, and we want everyone to go with us to this new level where we literally can reach millions of people all over the world. Join with us in this kingdom effort. And as we close the program off today, we say this. Remember to watch, therefore, Messiah Jesus is coming any moment.
Thanks for listening today, and please join me every day, Monday through Friday, unless our Lord Jesus returns for us this week. This program is listener-supported and depends on tax-deductible donations to stay on the air. Give to Watch Therefore and contact me through our website at watchtherefore.tv. You can also send tax-deductible donations to Watch Therefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas, 77588. Again, by the web, watchtherefore.tv, and mail, watchtherefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas, 77588. You can also call me right now at 713-624-0943. That's 713-624-0943. Keep watching for Messiah Jesus.